0: here. You are here in our presence, O oh Lord. We bless your holy name, O oh God. We thank you for your presence. For your word says where two or three are gathered in your name. There you are in the midst of them. In your presence is fullness of joy. So we thank you for being here. Because we know that as you are here, we will not leave without you touching us. We open ourselves today, touch our hearts, oh God. Take control, oh Lord. Take control, let's open our hearts to receive your word. To administer your word, oh Lord, take control. Take control, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father. For in Jesus' name, we pray. Let's put our hands together for the choir. Lights. Amen. 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 Well, it's a happy Thanksgiving to you all. Yes, it's one of most people's favorite time of the year. Mine. I, I, I love Thanksgiving. Why? Because it's it's an excuse to eat as much as you want. You get together with family and that's the time that you spend on food. So let's all get together, let's sit down and let's eat to our on uh, un, until we until we're tired. You know, um, so that Thanksgiving weekend, another thing we love is this long weekend. You, you don't really have to accept your own call. You don't have to go to work on a Monday. Yes, a good time of rest. But most of the time, found out that um, we've forgotten the core of the things we celebrate. When we celebrate Christmas, a lot of times it's about giving the gifts. We celebrate um, in a Happy New Year. It's just more about those where we're excited, but we forget what it is that we are celebrating. When we have our Thanksgiving time, we just get together and we do the eating, but we don't actually go forward and sit down and say things that we are thanks- thankful for as often as we should. So Thanksgiving is, is a period in which... We're telling ourselves, we're meant to look back and reflect. What is it from the last things given up until now
1: that it is that we should be grateful for? Um, let's say you
0: just take my mic up a bit. Okay. So what is it that we should, th- that we have gratitude about? We are meant to sit down and reflect
1: on what it is that God has done in our lives from that time up until now. By the way, started preaching and my t- topic for today is gratitude. The one word topic, very straightforward, simple gratitude. Now in times that um, as You know, Christians, there are a lot of things that we are grateful for. There are a lot of things that have happened in our lives that no one would
0: tell you you should say thank you for that thing. If, and like in these times, for example, if you've read bots, you've filled up your empty tank. And somebody says, I'll pay for it in full. No one has to tell you to say thank you to that person, knowing how much gas prices are for those of us that drive.
1: That's the kind of thing whereby if, um, even in the world, if somebody does not say thank you,
0: they will look at you and uh, they'll say you're really mean for not appreciating such a kind gesture. But we as Christians are meant to be going an extra mile and be grateful, even in those times that the world will not be grateful. So our our top our um, passage is coming from First Thessalonians five, verse 18.
1: This is a very difficult um passage for people to follow because. when we really look at it and break it down, you know, God is asking a lot here. Says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So take a look back, now Paul, his writing to the church in Corinth is writing to
0: these people that are coming from a, a lifestyle of exquisite. They, they, Corinth was a place where they could do, live, they were, they were the party life people. You know, this was an area where they have the celebration. They, walk, they have a time where they will come together once a year for the biggest party the whole world knows is celebrating in an in a, in a, in a area. They go and serve gods and all of that. And now he's converted these kind of people. And then First Thessalonians 5, in his last chapter of the letter, he's telling them, you know, you people have believed that um, in Christ Jesus, And you're waiting for him. You're waiting for Jesus. The return of Jesus Christ. So they're truly believing that Jesus is going to return. And so in that time of waiting. This is how you should be actively waiting. So these are a bunch of things you should do. Pray without season. Rejoice always. And then he goes ahead to tell them. In everything. Give thanks. For this is the will of God. This is God's desire for you. That no matter your situation, that word, it doesn't have, it, this sentence doesn't end with except for. He says in everything, give thanks. So this is the extra mile as Christians that God is in, encouraging us and asking us to do. Because Paul is writing on the on the, the influence of Holy Spirit here and saying whatever it is that you are going through give thanks that's a very and i think that's something that is difficult if we're trying to do on our own because yes we can give thanks whenever it is that something good has happened but what about when there are situations in life that hurt us what about when it is that we just got bad news this passage does not say except for those kind of situations it says in all things in everything give thanks for this is the will this is God's desire and before God wrote this passage he knew we we're going to go through times he actually even Jesus himself said that you will suffer many things. You will go through persecutions. That blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. So in these times, he's asking us that when it is that you're going through difficult times, be grateful. Gratitude is a state of being grateful or a state of thankfulness. Being in that state in all situations. All situations that you go through, be grateful. Now, God does not ask us something to do without the help. Without, if it's impossible for us to do. He gives us grace for for things that are beyond us. And in these times, we have Holy Spirit. And uh, we're going to break down what to do as Christians when we go through difficult times. How do we give thanks in those kind of seasons? Because if we're honest, we also have
1: times that we are anxious. We have times that um, we're looking back and
0: we just, we're stressed out. How do we give thanks in those times? Now, let's take a look at um, the first of all, with the anxiety, because there were some people that were anxious and what did they do? For example, look at David, you know, in 2 Samuel 12, 15 to 22. David, the man after God's heart, he was someone that, you know, always tried to follow the scripture as much, always tried to believe, he, you know, fought Goliath and all this, and in his moments that,
1: he went away from the word. Instead of doing what it is that he was meant to do in that time.
0: He decided to do what his flesh wanted to and just, just stay back in a time of war. I'm going to stay back. And let me just rest. I think I've fought enough. And there he goes ahead to see, you know, um, Bersheba. And then he goes, ahead, and he sees all this. Um, Something that he shouldn't have seen if he's doing something, if he's doing what he was meant to do. And then the fall happens. And Nathan, the prophet, comes to speak to him because he kills as a cover-up for the fall. As a cover-up for having a baby and having a son. And Nathan tells
1: him, your son is going to die. David is in anxiety at this time because he doesn't want to lose a child. He's he's he loves the son
0: so much that he's just born. He doesn't want to lose, and he's going out there, crying, fasting. He said, "If Scripture said he had fasted, he prayed. He did not want the people to encourage him to eat." This is how much stressed he was. They encouraged him to eat, and he did not eat. Whatever it is that they tried to make him do, he was trying. And as Nathan said the child who died, the child died, and David then goes ahead to eat and says that whatever, um, what is the point of stressing out? What is the point?
1: Well, let's look at a way that David handled this. That was in saying Psalms 38, verse 4. Now, the book of Psalms is a place where if he went out, a third of the Psalms is actually crying of anguish. He said here, my iniquities have gone over my head like a
0: burden that are too heavy for me. My wounds are foul and festering because of my foolishness. Because of his foolishness, he had wounds and says my burden is too heavy to bear so he went ahead to pour it out it's one of the kinds of prayers we have is pouring out our hearts unto god he says cast your burden upon me my yoke is my yoke is easy and my burden is light so when we have it said like a burden too heavy for me jesus is here to say i'm ready to exchange i'm ready to exchange So we have here David that was an anxious, I don't want to lose a child. I don't want to. It's very difficult whenever it is that we're getting something. You know, there are times that we could have two mixed emotions in us. You have like, for example, somebody just, this job you thought you'll never get but you applied anyways. And then they call you. I went through something like that. I had a, you know, for the, and I saw, oh, uh, for being a professor, at a college, and you know, I saw the, I said, What's what? I, I'll just, I was applying to jobs and I said, Let me apply here. Lo and behold, when they actually returned back saying, We'll give you an interview, I was excited, but at the same time, at the time of the interview, I was nervous. <laughs> so there was a mix of emotion in me especially since you know it was a phone interview it was around covid time so they were having a video interview and i was doing other things and i almost forgot about it that oh i didn't have time to really prepare so there was a mix of emotions that was in me at that time but one thing is that neuroscience neuroscientists have done a study they did a study in the recent years and they found out that gratitude and anxiety cannot coexist in the brain at the same time. You cannot be anxious and be grateful. You can't be anxious and thankful at the same time. This is a secular study that they've done. Yes, you can you can have I was I was having that or oh, I'm a little bit stressed, and at the same time I'm happy, but you you cannot be grateful and anxious. At the same time. So when it is that you are anxious about anything. What do you do? You you thank God. You worship. It says here in Philippians 4.6. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything we pray and supplication. And some people usually stop there. Everything we pray and supplication and they jump. May your request be known to God. But it says in everything we pray and supplication with thanksgiving. If you just do prayer and supplication, which is just, you know, pouring out an extra prayer. You don't think. It's very difficult. Paul knew this before they did the study. Because the Holy Spirit had explained. With thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. So whenever you have anxiety, it is always something to sit down and look back and say, try to be thankful. When you're going ahead to be thankful, you cannot have anxiety coexist in your brain at the same time. Yes, we are having here is a time of gratitude, a Thanksgiving season, but this is not something that should just be a one day thing where you sit down with your family and you're thanking God yes we reminisce but this should be an everyday thing in every situation give thanks whenever you are anxious a moment you start to feel anxiety come in remember Philippians 4 6 in every with prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God and that anxiety has no other option but to succumb to the word. it will leave
1: it will go. So how do we thank God in there are three ways where we can
0: deal with those pressure, the anxiety. there are three that I' found to work in my life and are in scripture that's We'll make sure that anxiety does not stay. Number
1: one. You find the things to thank God for. Is for what he has done.
0: For what he has done. You thank God for what he's done. Whatever it is in your life. You, you look back at it. Try to look at the history. And see what it is that God has done for you. David, when David wrote Psalms 23, he actually wrote it in the time time that he was a king. He didn't write it while he was still a shepherd. When he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. These are things he's pouring out, saying that, yes, I know as a shepherd, these are the things God has done. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake, that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord is with me. When it, I can say that with confidence, because I know that he has stayed with me, his
1: rod and the staff comfort me. You know, it uh, leads me presence of my enemy, it my head with oil, my cup runs over.
0: And you say it, when you say these things with confidence, and know that surely his goodness and mercy shall follow you, all the days of your life, you know that because he has done it and he does not change. So look back at your life, list them out that, oh, yes, God has given me, you know, a house, a car. He has done, he has given me food. There are times, and even when as in my teaching, there, um, I had to teach um, special education students and that alone, Made me remember the things that you know just being a you know a human without any kind of medical defects is enough to be grateful for. These are people that I, I had to help them, they couldn't eat by it by themselves. Someone had to feed them in high school. Someone had to feed them, some people could not walk, some people could not talk, some people that they had whatever kind of defect, and that alone. Is something to be thankful for. You wake up without any injuries. that is, that is something to be grateful for. We see it in Psalms another way. Um, Psalms 42, verses five and six, where David was. You know he talked and he says, "Why you cast down, O no, my soul, and why you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him." Whenever there was that stress, hoping God, for I shall yet praise him. It says, oh my, uh, all my castdowns within me. Therefore, I will remember. I will remember you from the land of Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill Mizar. He remembered. And this allowed him to give him to be thankful. You remember what God has done. And you will definitely be thankful no matter the situation it is that you're going through at at this time. Gratitude. When you remember what God has done, it takes out every stress, every anxiety. It goes away from you. It has no other choice but to
1: leave. Another way we can be thankful and this still the reminisce is that you look back and you think of what could have been.
0: It's a song that um, when the artist said, it could have been another way.
1: It could have been another way. We see um, in Psalms 124.
0: If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Think about everything that you've, every battle you've fought and look back. If God was not on your side, what would happen? So let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against you, they would have swallowed you alive. When their wrath was kindled against you, their waters would have overwhelmed you. The stream would have gone over your soul. The swollen water would have gone over your soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us prey to their teeth. Our soul escaped as a bird in the snare of the fowlers. Your snare is broken. Every trap they set against you broke and you have escaped. Your help is in the name of the Lord who has made heaven and earth. What are the things that you know God has saved you from? What is it that you can look back and say? Was it a car accident, even, though, even if it was the one that the car just slid, just passed you by the side? Was it a sickness or even something as a headache? Because we've seen people that had migraines and were not able to function to do whatever it was. Whatever it is that you were meant, you are about to do. You don't even know some of the things that God revealed to me after in a dream saying that, okay, I've already saved you from this fight. I didn't even know there was a fight going on at the
1: time. So I'm going, I, like, it's amazed me to see that, okay, some people
0: tried to kill me and I, I didn't even know I had enemies. So what is it that could have been you're not sure of yet, but that is enough to say thank you. There are some things that we, are, we can see. We know that we escaped. Be grateful for what it is that could have been. Like I said, this is just not a one-day thing of once a year, but this is an everyday. He says his mercies are new every morning. He daily loads us with benefits. Every day you wake up. Your mercy is new. That word new is strong to me because that means he never repeated a single mercy. The mercy he's had for you, if you multiply 365 by the number of years you've lived, he's never repeated a single mercy. And he's loading you with benefits every single day. That also tells me that you get a new gift every day. That is enough to say thank you. Be grateful for what He has done. Be grateful for where you could have been if He was not on your side. But
1: also, we look forward and we thank God for what He will do. You see in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, when I say God is good, is not because
0: He's an, an adjective or like good God, but He's a noun. That's who He is. That is who God is. In Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, For I know the plans that I have towards you. Plans to prosper. It is scripture written that we are, as Christians, we are actually not just meant to sit down here and suffer all our lives so that we'll look forward to heaven, but we are meant to live the best life here. Plans to prosper. God has a plan, a good plan for you. Plans of good and not of evil. To give you a hope. Something to look forward to. And a future. That means that that thing you're looking forward to will come to pass. Or say an expected end, whichever version. But the Lord has a good plan for you. So you, know, you should be grateful for the future even though you've not seen it yet. He loves us so much that he directs his children and he wants the best for us. He wants the best for his children. But the best of all, every day that we should never
1: forget to thank God for. It's for salvation. For sending his son to die for us. He didn't have to. Jesus was there in heaven. And the father said.
0: You go and die for these people that I will have relationship with them. And Jesus agreed to come down.
1: Become man for 33 years took away his benefits, was trapped
0: in one body, moving for 33 and a half years, died on the cross for us. Before that, he was bitten. The God that created us was bitten and striped by the people that he created.
1: 39 lashes, Put a crown of thorns and was mocked for our, for our and then was
0: striped with, um, hit with nails in his hands and his feet.
1: Says the holes are still there up until today if people are looking for proof. Blood, so that his blood can wash us. And now we are able
0: to look back and say that God has been with us. Because we have a relationship with him. So salvation is something. Where would it be. If if not for Jesus' death on the cross. And before he ascended. He said he has given us Holy Spirit. To guide us. And we have the father protecting us. So this is something to give thanks for. That you have salvation. You have a relationship with the father. When it is that you are hurting. You have somebody to go to.
1: So I don't know if there's anyone here. That has not had a relationship with the father. You're feeling the conviction to come. Come and have that relationship. Not saying everything will go out in a day, but he will lead you to the perfect peace. Your mind has stayed on him. Now just pray for that individual, even if there's one person. Just say, Father, we thank you for dying for me. I thank you for your, the blood you shed for me. I submit myself unto you. Wash me, clean me, transform me, for I'm yours in Jesus name. And we just, let's
0: just be an example. Give thanks to the Lord today. Just go ahead and give thanks for what it is that he has done. Anything that he has done for you. Just let's practicalize it.
1: So come on my soul. Don't
0: you get shy of me. Lift up your song. Because you've got a lion inside of those lungs.
1: Get up and praise the Lord.
0: A so common mass, and don't you get shy on me, lift up your song, because you've
1: got a lion in.
0: You have a lion inside of those
1: lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. The soul worship. Let's give him thanks. Say, give thanks with a grateful heart. Give to Why don't you
0: because
1: because
0: it's giving a son for today has he done anything for you because he is the hope give thanks because he's given you do you have hope of what he's done, Will you thank God for
1: his son, Lord?
0: Father, we give you thanks for what you have done, for the things you saved us from what could have been. And we thank you, O Lord, for what you will do. We thank you, O Lord, for saving us from every anxious, every troubled, every stressful moment. Father, we look to give you thanks in everything, in all situations, For we know that all things work together for our good. So even in the troubled moments, we thank you for your making us stronger. We thank you because we can look back and say if it had not been for you. We thank you, O Lord, for the provisions. We thank you for what we have. We thank you for what we do not have. For if we needed it, you would have given us. We thank you, O Lord, that you watch over us. Look at the lilies there. Even if you're dressed, how much more would you cover us? We thank you, O Lord. We bless your name. For in Jesus' name, we worship. In Jesus' name, we pray. And in Jesus' name, we give thanks. Amen.
1: Hallelujah.